Welcome to The Silent Lotus. I'm Suditi. And I'm Suhita. We are two South Asian women who are very young and a little bit worn out from the world. Join us on our journeys of tackling our health, self-care, and mustache hairs. A gentle reminder that we are not experts, just two young women hosting a podcast. We encourage you to seek out support from a trained health professional as needed. Welcome back to The Silent Lotus. Oh my gosh. Welcome back. (laughs) This is very exciting. I'm excited. It has been a while. I know. How long has it been? Has it been like a year? Over a year, right? Year and a half? No way. We should know this. We should, but I... That would make sense. I don't. I think we stopped at some point during senior fall. Uh Uh-huh. So yeah, you're right. It's been more than a year. That's wild. Yeah. Well... That is wild. Life got busy. Life got busy. We graduated. We are no longer in college. That we are is working true. Adults. That is true. We're contributing to the economy. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. We're paying taxes. It's tax season. That's true. I started doing my taxes. I feel like the most girl boss I've ever felt. Well, I felt like the most girl boss I've ever felt when I downloaded TurboTax and I had the forms on hand to submit to TurboTax. And I was like, never felt like that more of a girl That is very boss. impressive. Thank you so much. I got my W-2 in the mail. And then I texted my dad, hey, man, do you need my W-2? And he said, yeah, I'll get to that later. So uh, we'll get to it. The Kodali family will get to it. Can he do that for you? My dad was like, I cannot yeah, help you with I this. Think so. That's fun. My dad was like, you're on I your own. it's sis. about wanting rather than needing or being able to. Hmm. Well, taxes. We'll see. Yeah. Part of adult life, which is what we have entered. Sita, where have you been? What have you been doing for the last year and a half? Tell the people. <laughs> so, okay, I'm trying to think. We started this podcast right in the middle of like peak COVID time, mm-hmm. correct? It's kind of a passion project. We were both at home in the burbs of New Jersey. Senior year, we both went back to campus. And I feel like, you know, life just got busy. Mm-hmm. Things happened. We took a little pause. Um, but I guess on my end of things, I obviously graduated from Penn. I have a college degree now. I have my bachelor's. Very exciting. 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 Very official. Um, I was home for a few months, just hanging out. And then I moved to Denver. So I am coming at you from Denver, Colorado. Very nice. The Mile High City. So I moved out here at the end of August for my new job where I'm working in healthcare, in telehealth specifically. I've made some friends. I've changed a lot because I feel like in general, which I think I'll talk a little bit more about later, is just like adult life is so different than college student life. That's true. Like I feel like everything about my lifestyle and my day-to-day has just 180'd in a lot of ways. Yes. And that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm living on my own kind of. I have a roommate, but you know, being independent, being farther away from home, things are very different. So I feel like I have a lot of tips and tricks to share about adulting yeah. and post-grad life and also college life because I feel like I've had a lot of time to reflect on like those four years of college. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? I what have, you been up to? have also been graduating. No, I graduated. I haven't been graduating over and over again. I graduated. So then I graduated and I also am in possession of a nice bachelor's degree. And since then, I rem- stayed in Philly. So coming to you live from 
Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, one of my favorite places ever. Now it's like my fifth year living here and I love it and I'm so happy. Um, I live alone and I do research and the bigger, I guess even bigger part of my life was that I was applying to medical school. So I guess, I mean, both were kind of like equally taking up my time the first six months post-grad, like from like June to December. I was kind of like working eight hours a day, like a full-time job doing this research thing. And then in the evenings, just like basically always busy with applying to medical school. And that was so hard, but it's done. Um, and I will be going to medical school starting this summer, which I am thrilled about. Um, that was, yeah, very, very stressful and anxiety-inducing process, to say the least. Um, to those who have done it, I'm sure you understand. And to those who haven't, you don't you don't envy me. You you don't want to do this. The application process is hard, but it's done. And I've just been enjoying a couple of months that are a little bit more relaxed, um, where I don't really feel like I have big things, big big incomplete things, which has been one of the biggest differences for me personally in life, like compared to where I was at, mm -hmm. like, I mean, summer of 2020, I felt like I had all the big things left and now the big things aren't left and that's nice. Now you get to enjoy the little things. Exactly. So today we, I guess on the vein of like, we took a pause from this and now we're coming back to it. We wanted to talk about I mean, we were, we're kind of wanted to focus on the ways in which our lives have changed and we have changed. And we thought that a nice way to do that, um, kind of staying in the realm of the topics that we were previously talking about here on Silent Lotus, would be to share three things, um, for each of us to share three things that we have added to our lives over the last year and a half that have brought us a lot of joy and then talk about three things each that we've learned to let go of over the past year and a half. Um, and I think these things will kind of really speak to how life has been different. So um, want to go first? want to do the things, I mean, you can do all of them if you want. You can talk about all three. Yeah. So I feel like it's going a little bit further into like the preface of all of this is that I think as we were discussing like restarting the show and what to do for our first episode, because I think on my end, at least it felt like this first episode, we had to talk about something important as mm. like our comeback, Yeah, you know, but I feel like it just makes sense since there's been so much time that's passed since the last one that we did in this one. It's also just been a huge period of transition in our lives. So just focusing yeah. on like what that transition has taught us, how much we've changed and like what, uh, what kinds of things that we have learned that we want to share with our listeners and our friends. Yeah. And so in terms of like things that have brought me joy or that I've added to my life since, you know, we last did an episode of The Silent Lotus, I think first of all, the one thing I've been thinking about a lot is that I think this is the first time in four or five years that I've been able to think about things that bring me joy. Because I mm. feel like for all of college, I was just obviously like, you know, there are things in college that are very joyful, like hanging out with your friends and like doing certain things and graduating, all of that, of course. But also for me personally, college was incredibly stressful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my mental health took a toll, my physical health took a toll, all of those things. And so I feel like I didn't get a lot of time to just sit back and spend time on things that were for me. They were just more so for certain goals, right? That's totally true. Yeah, I agree. And 
And so now I have so much free time on my hands. I work nine to five. I don't do anything on the weekends. Mm. I barely have a social life, which is on purpose because I'm focusing on myself, <laughs> not in a lame way, just in a, you know, I want to take time for myself, like, you know. Um, and so honestly, the biggest part of that is I realized this. This is probably the first time in years that I've had hobbies mm. and they bring me joy. And like, that is so exciting. That is exciting. Obviously, like, you know this, like the biggest hobby now is my cooking TikTok account. Please follow me at Kodali.Kitchen. Yes. Do it. Um, and it's been so fun. You know, like I, I'm mainly focusing on Indian food and like the recipes and types of dishes that I grew up on as my attempt to like kind of connect more with my culture and know that those types of foods that I grew up on will be passed down in the generations of my family because that's really important to me. So, you know, I get the chance to call my mom or my aunts and ask, like, hey, how do you make this thing that, you know, we would eat all the time? Mm-hmm. And I make my videos and I get to edit them. And it's very fun. Yeah. Reduce my time. And I get to feed myself. Um, and the other thing that I've discovered in terms of joy is that, again, as a comparison, like in college, I thought that I hated school. I thought that I hated learning. But I found that I don't hate learning. I just hated learning for a grade and to take exams. Yeah. And so now I've been taking the time to like do online classes for things that I always wanted to learn and never had the time for. So I was just showing Siddhiti this before we started this call. It's like I just start, I'm learning how to like design websites and stuff like that. And I just designed my first like prototype of a website. And it's very, very exciting. It looks great. So those are like, (laughs) thank you very much. I'm very proud of myself (laughs) Um, because I never knew how to code. And this is really exciting. It's the little things. Um, I'm curious though, have you picked up any hobbies like since post-grad? Or I guess, I feel like you always had hobbies in college as well, more so than I did. I think at least like with your cooking Instagram for example I feel like that was kind of a hobby in college that was more yeah I definitely put more like like I got I was really really doing like the whole food photography thing when I had so much more time while school was virtual and I was really at home for a long time I've continued to do that I definitely have like periods where I don't post as much but I take it a lot less seriously and I guess I mean this is not like Mm -hmm. a one of the main points that I was going to make but on that like brief note I just there's a lot of a part of transitioning out of this like period of time where we had so much time on our hands was just adapting those things that I enjoyed to just like a busier lifestyle. So for this thing that I like to do, which is this like cooking Instagram, I just like take iPhone photos and I don't really take it that seriously. Um, and that is totally cool. That is quite literally the only point is that like I follow my friends and my coworkers and blah, blah, blah. And I just like take pictures of the food that I like. Um, I guess a, a different hobby that I've added in that I maybe was doing before a little bit less but now have really been doing is just like going out to different restaurants in Philly um mm-hmm. and also like really anywhere else I go I've had the chance to do a little bit of like like a little little city breaks throughout this past year and just love going to try new restaurants which was pretty impossible during COVID um have I added in any new hobbies I play the crossword every day I do the wordle oh every my God. day. Did I tell you that I've been doing the New York Times crosswords also? Do you do the mini one? I've been doing the minis and then I got the subscription to do the real, real ones. And you this do is the my big biggest accomplishment. Girl, yes. Those are so I, this week, long. Uh, I, it takes me a while, but this week I actually have done like Monday through Monday in full. 
Wow. And I have never been more proud of myself. I do cheat. I use the auto check feature, but I've made a pact to myself to not Google anymore. I support you. So it's just like I take a break, I come back to it, but I do use auto check. So I do cheat a little bit. But yeah, I I love the crossword. The crossword is wonderful. Um, It's a great hobby. The big one is really long <laughs> and I don't have the patience you should try it but I do I I did in fact try I actually just was on a flight a couple hours ago from uh Austin Texas where I was this weekend on a little trip which is a wonderful wonderful place but um yeah I did the crossword because that was the only thing I could do on the plane and then I just got frustrated but I like the mini one I like the mini one and I play the wordle and um, I do love wordle I do I go I've been going back to workout classes which is again something I was doing like a lot pre-COVID um so I guess moral of this tangent is that I have resumed hobbies that I had pre-COVID which and is adapted amazing. my COVID hobbies to real life hobbies <laughs> if you couldn't tell so the and I just really like food and so therefore yes. our hobbies tend to revolve around food yes. and word games I guess oh yes indeed I guess along the lines of hobbies I guess not not so much along the lines, but kind of related is just like the idea of taking time to myself for things that are just for me, where I'm spending energy that is not on anybody else, not for some goal. And so I feel like that is part of hobbies. Like for me, I, when I look at those hobbies, it's like I'm spending time devoted to learning something new or something that just makes me happy. Very simple. But the biggest change that I've made that honestly has had such a positive impact on like my day to day is just actually taking time to myself in the morning before work. Mm. Because I work from home. I work nine to five, yes, but I am always in my apartment. I very rarely leave the house. (laughs) I've been trying to work on that. Um, But every morning, change number one is I will not look at my phone until I've gotten out of bed, exercised or showered or something like that, and like, you know, started my day. That's good. So I found that like not scrolling on social media while I'm in bed, like, it just like makes me feel more awake in the morning and mm-hmm. saves so much time and gives me more time to do other things. So my like typical morning routine that I try to stick to is like wake up, you know, brush my teeth, put my contacts in, 30 minutes of yoga, shower, get ready. And then while I eat my breakfast, I've been trying to read a book instead of being on my phone or nice. like watching TV or something like that. Nice. And especially instead of like bringing my breakfast to my desk and starting my work day like that. Hmm. You know what I mean? I so that. I think like having time dedicated to like just eating and reading a book before I start my work day and like devote that time to my team and my company has been really really nice that's awesome and like I really recommend like so obviously some days I don't want to wake up and I like will take out the yoga or like you know I'll mix and match pieces of the morning but I very much will recommend this to anyone it's just like do something for yourself in the morning before you start your day yeah like before you go to class before you start your work day Mm -hmm. very very important And I would say, like, the third thing that was on my list of things I wanted to share was just, like, having alone time. Because, like, I moved, like, obviously, I guess, like, Siddhi, you stayed in Philly. And obviously, like, you moved off campus. You have a very different lifestyle than you in college. But, like, for me, the biggest adjustment, generally speaking, has just been, like, the fact that I moved to Denver. Yeah. And I didn't know anybody when I moved out here. And, like, yes, I have friends. And I love, really like my friends here. But... I don't have the same kind of connection to people as I did when I was in school Mm -hmm. because, you know, college friends are like, it's just a different level. You spend so much time with them. You get to know them at a different level than I possibly could with new people here, not with my family, all those things. And so I've really learned to just like value being alone with my own thoughts and like doing my own thing. 
And now, like, I think being alone used to make me feel very lonely and like, oh, like, I should be doing this or like, what's wrong with me that I'm not with people right now? And now, like, if I spend time with people, I'm like, okay, now I need to be alone for a while. <laughs> like, I can't socialize more than, like, two nights a week anymore. And I think that's yeah. really nice for me. Obviously, some people function differently. Like, I have a friend who told me that for her, being social, going out and doing things gives her energy. Like, and if she's home, if she's alone for too long, she feels more drained. Yeah. I'm the exact opposite. So, obviously, it varies. But I think just recognizing the types of activities that give you energy versus take away your energy is just very important mm -hmm. and something to consider when you're like thinking about, you know, lifestyle changes or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, just like taking time to myself, I feel like is the general theme there. Yeah. Like what's brought me joy. Yeah. Doing things independently yeah. out there in the big city. In yeah, the, man. On your own. That's amazing. In the, in the big city of Denver. In the, in the huge, massive metropolis of Denver, <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, I definitely like relate to parts of what you said about alone time mm -hmm. but I think my lifestyle has been pretty different to yours and I guess that brings me into kind of like the things that I have added into my life which differ a again like on the basis of like we have different like living situations in terms of where we are post-grad mm -hmm. but also like work lifestyle is very different because I work in person um and I like the medical like field in general has remained in person or like went back in person mm -hmm. pretty shortly after COVID the pandemic initially began um like the team I work on was remote for like about like five or six months or something and then they started in person again and so I have my role has been fully in person um from June of 2021 and will remain that way um and so the a big new thing that I had to kind of like wasn't new but it was a big thing that I had to bring back into my life was the like discipline and the kind of like yeah the discipline I would say of having an in-person of like working in person and having a routine around those in-person working hours because it's pretty rigid like I need to like leave my house at a set time because I walk to work and so I need mm -hmm. to wake up at a certain time and do all of these things that I want to do before work and then like my hours in which I can go exercise are also limited and my hours in which I have like free time to do whatever are also limited and getting adjusted to that and figuring out a simple but effective like morning and evening routine that I jive with um was not easy because I wasn't like I, I really had that kind of a lifestyle like junior fall of college and like junior spring of college like the semesters before COVID happened I like I like really felt like I figured it out like how to do all these things in college like I don't know, like incorporate exercise into my life. And like I had just was taking a bunch of classes and was working in my lab and like was on my feet kind of like all day and everything mm -hmm. was obviously in person. And so I had to figure out routines that like worked with being so busy. Um, and then I didn't have to do that for like almost two years. And then I had to kind of reincorporate that. And I am grateful that I did that and or grateful that I had to do that I guess now this year before medical school because medical school will be a long long exercise and like gotta be here <laughs> at this time that's probably pretty uh -huh. early and your hours are I mean you're definitely going to be in person and your time is not always like things aren't really fixed like that and like it's sometimes things are out of your control and so having like these kinds of practices developed 
over this past year has been really helpful. Like for me, that includes just like, I don't know, I drink this like green stuff in the morning. This is going to sound weird. That like those like greens powders. I drink that in the morning and I like take my vitamins and I eat a Brazil nut because that has selenium in it. And I have that every day before I put caffeine in my body and it makes my gut feel so much better. I also am like, I must eat a yogurt for breakfast. I must eat some form of a probiotic for breakfast. This is good for my gut and it makes me feel good for the rest of the day. Little things like that. Also like the routine of like doing evening workouts because I was not doing that during COVID. I would always like wake up and on an empty stomach go for a run and that is not what I can make work anymore. And that has been good to figure out. Anyway, that was kind of rambly. Um, I just want to return to the Brazil nut <laughs> and the selenium. Explain. I just I need an explanation okay. there because that sounds oddly specific and I'm very intrigued. Okay, okay. So we need vitamins and minerals in our diet, right? I anyone If anyone listens to this and they have like a degree in nutrition or something, they're going to be like, what the hell? But just to very, very broadly say this. We need vitamins and minerals in our diet and we get like that falls under the broad category of micronutrients. We get a lot of those from fruits and vegetables um, and nuts, but selenium is a mineral that we can't really get from really any other fruit, vegetable or like nut or legume source besides Brazil nuts, but you don't want too much selenium. So the people say that you should just eat like one brazil nut um but like what is selenium selenium for like what does it do why do we need it that's a good question um all i know is that it's a mineral that we should have in our diet the same way that we need like zinc and iron and copper and things like that we need selenium i don't know interesting i don't know i this is one of those things where like Someone on the internet, or no, a lot of people on the internet did it, and I was like, okay, I buy it. Like, it can't hurt. I might as well eat the nut every day. Yeah, yeah. Can't hurt. Doesn't taste bad. They have them in those, like, if you've ever had, like, the extra fancy nut mix from Costco, you know, the ones that, like, probably our dads always buy. It's, like, a big, like, thing. It's, like, that Oh, my dad does love his, like mixture of you know cashews and almonds he's a big, correct big nut man well they it costs like 15 dollars, but the, it lasts you first forever and it, that has brazil nuts in it they're pretty tasty anyway um yeah routines that work with in-person work slash school one new thing yes. second new thing um has been uh well falls into the category of friendships and how friendships change post-grad because particularly mm-hmm. like I think my entire senior year, I just had so much time with my friends. Like it, I mean, obviously COVID and when people got vaccinated and whatnot kind of like affected things and like things changed within senior year. But in general, there was a ton of free time to just like literally do whatever. And so friendships were inherently like there was just easy things that you could do very spontaneously with friends. Um, in person but now all these people that I love and care about are far away in fact I feel like you included like I'm just thinking about all my friends from college they're really dispersed all over the country from like the west to the east coast and like north south like truly everywhere and I've had the opportunity to 
visit nearly everyone, which has been wonderful, and like see nearly everyone at least once or twice over the last year. But staying connected um, and like being intentional um, in staying connected with friends has been a just like something that I've worked on. And that includes just like making the time to call a friend and FaceTiming friends and planning experiences that like we will look forward to, like going on trips and things like that. Um, yeah, I it it is something that like I don't know. Like peak COVID was different because that's like all you could do. All you could do was call your friends. But then all of a sudden we had this like abundance of in-person time together when we were back on campus and nothing was really very balanced. But now people have kind of like settled into their work routines and there isn't like, you know, one right way of staying connected with your friends. I'm just I think what I've added into my life is like the intentionality and like making sure to like think about all these people that I care about and be like, oh, hey, I haven't just like Kedeki and I have been that's a good friend of mine she and I have been busy we haven't had a chance to call in like a week or two let me text her slash call her and see what's up and try and FaceTime her something like Mm -hmm. that and it's also like every friendship is different Mm -hmm. especially in like long distance friendships I feel like the way that you are intentional about the way that you continue like conversing and staying up to date with that person like it could be very very different totally your history and like just your schedules like I think the biggest thing that I've noticed that I've really enjoyed is that you and I have very different lifestyles, obviously, yeah. like just with the, our like jobs and then the time difference, of course. And like the one thing that we've been doing that I've been loving is like just sending the voice memos yeah. back and forth because <laughs> then we still get to get all of our big thoughts out without having to schedule a FaceTime. Yeah. Especially on like weekdays when it's just not going to happen with yeah. the time difference, especially and like you wake up so early, things like that. Mm. Whereas like with other friends, like, I could text certain friends once every three weeks, and I know that we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is enough. So it just really varies, and I think that's really important to recognize, too. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, the voice memos thing is fun. I do that with a couple of people, <laughs> you mainly, and, like, maybe one or two other friends. Um, other people, yeah, other people I call, other people I FaceTime. Um, mm-hmm. And that has made me feel a lot better about, like, I don't know, my ability to be intentional and stay connected with my friends because I'm going through a big transition period again of like starting school and I like with moving to a new place and being in a totally new environment, I in I definitely have anxieties about like everything changing again and like the people yeah. the people in my life kind of taking on different roles and so it's just been a good thing to start doing now um and Mm -hmm. the last thing that I added in and this is a pretty recent addition though I tried to do it more over the last couple of months but it was hard to be consistent was like a journaling practice um I don't do it like every single day but I try and do it at least like Monday through Thursday or like Sunday through Thursday when I have like a pretty regular routine um I found that yeah applying to med school amongst other things (laughs) It's just like really riddled with anxiety, um, understandably. And I have learned about myself over the last year that when I feel anxious about one thing, it can often spill into many, many, many other things um, very unconsciously. <laughs> but it's not very fun because you're like, what the heck? Why am I tweaking about like, I don't know, something that I just like don't need to be tweaking about. And then you remember that the source of the anxiety is something entirely unrelated. And 
practicing self-compassion is definitely something that, that I'm not very good at. Um, and mm-hmm. journaling has been a good way to ch- just kind of like put all of these anxious thoughts that somehow sometimes like randomly appear um, into, I don't know, a place where I can like distance myself from the bad thoughts sometimes. Um, and I also like to like write a couple things that I'm grateful for and like write a couple positive affirmations. And, and I always see people on social media doing this and I'm like, how, how does this work for you? But it's only been a couple of weeks and I'm like, I think that if I keep doing it, it will do something good. Like it, I will start. Do you feel to- like it hasn't taken an effect yet <laughs> with the affirmations, I guess? Um, Cause I've also had the same thought. Cause I also see this all over TikTok, and I'm like, what is this doing for you? Besides like, I could see like the one automatic benefit is just like taking a second to just like say something nice to yourself. Like I can see the benefit right, of that. Right. That is, that is the benefit that I notice right now. It's just that like I can, particularly because I don't have like, again, this is how we are different. Like you have time because you work from home to like, Oh yeah. Do, like, if you wanted to journal, you could journal in the morning if you, and then cuz you read in the morning, right? Like I like to do those things together. Mm-hmm. Um like read a couple pages after I journal, but I can't do that until the evening. And so because of that, if I've had a good or a bad day, I can kind of That's like the affirmations are a exercise in self-compassion for me because I do them at the end of the day. I can think yeah. back to my day and be like, "Okay, this good thing happened. I can be proud of myself and write like a nice thing or oh, this bad thing happened. But you know what? It's okay, And I can still write like a a nice thing in light Mm -hmm. of that, if that makes sense. And so no, it has so much sense. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't like make the negativity go away. It's not like a flip of a switch. But yeah, I think it puts your mind at rest, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, especially I think like everything you were saying about like working on like self-compassion and anxiety that like relates to so many different things. I feel like just taking that second to write something like physically write something down about that's like directly contradicting all that anxiousness and negativity. I can totally see how that works, especially in like the long run. Yeah. The more that you do it, the more like the self-talk becomes like just a part of your natural thought process. Definitely. So much sense. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Um, But yeah, this was I've been really enjoying chatting over the last like 30 minutes. I'm like being definitely being very <laughs> rambly, but this has been great. Intermittent thought. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so the other thing we were going to talk about was things that we have learned to let go of over the last mm-hmm. year and a half to two years. Um, and I feel like there is this one I found harder to come up with ideas for. But I, I think surprisingly found this one easier. OK, do tell. Yeah, so I think specifically, like, when you mentioned self-compassion, I think that really resonated with a certain, like, that. I would say that really resonated with me because of, like, I think I have also always struggled with self-compassion in terms of always having this, like, all-or-nothing mindset where, like, oh, like, I plan to do an hour-long workout and I only did 15 minutes, so that's nothing, that's useless. Mm-hmm. What was the point? Like, I'm a failure, blah, blah, blah. And obviously that's one small example, but I feel like that type of all-or-nothing mindset really affected so many different things in my life mm-hmm. to the point where, like, I was never able to continue with certain goals because I wasn't perfect at mm-hmm. it and I wasn't hitting every single measurable goal that I wanted to. Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And so I think getting out of that has to do a lot with self-compassion telling yourself like you know what at least I tried 
Yeah. At least I showed up. Like mm-hmm. at least I went to the gym or at least I like read two pages of my book today. At least yeah. I tried, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think the biggest thing that I've learned to let go of since college is that huge all or nothing mindset. And I think that has removed so much toxic and negative, like toxic and negative thinking from my brain and has allowed me to actually stick to my goals much more consistently. Mm -hmm. Because I think, you know, I used to think that like, and I don't know, I don't, this is not rational thinking in my opinion. Like I recognize that in hindsight, but I feel like especially in college, I would have this mindset of like, okay, I need to create really strict goals for myself and I need to stick to them. Otherwise, I'm never going to be consistent. Okay. And now, like, okay, let's take the yoga thing, for example, right? Okay. So I've been using Peloton yoga. My friend recommended it. She's a huge Peloton girl. Nice. Um, shout out to John V. Thank you very much. So they have a 60-day free trial and I was like, you know what, let me try it. And it like shows you how many, you know, which days that you use the Peloton app and like what workouts you did. And you can track everything. And I really like that because it's nice to see what you've done, what you've accomplished, all of that. Mm -hmm. And the old me would have felt so bad about myself for not doing it every single day. Okay. Like the old me would have been like, I need to do 45 minutes every single day for this to count. And now I'm like, you know what, as long as I do a little bit a few times a week, like that is something. Yeah. And that is, but that's better than nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously that's like a simple example, but I think in every goal that I have, I'm, I have this mindset now of just like, at least as long as I tried, as long as I made even like one inch of progress, yeah, that is better than nothing. And I just feel so much more relaxed now because of that. I totally And I'm no that. longer beating myself up, but I'm just being nicer to myself and yeah. practicing like that same self-compassion that you talked about. And I think that's just been something I've been thinking a lot about, which is why this question, like, what did you learn to let go of, was easier for me to answer because, like, I've been noticing that because I've had so many goals since college that I've been, like, slowly working towards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been good. Mm-hmm. And then, but I think, I guess also in relation to that, this is a conversation that you and I had quite a few times. Okay. Because of things that I've been struggling with since moving, which is, like, letting go of a need for control. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to tell this story because I think it's like, I think it's a good example. Okay. Like the poker night story that I told you about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's a really stupid example. And like, it made no sense for me to be this like worked up about it. But like, this is what I mean in terms of like, uh-huh. a need for control. Like, it'll make sense when I tell it. Uh huh. Basically, okay. I really like card games. This is the thing about me. I like games. I like a chill night in. I don't enjoy going out as much anymore. Uh huh. I'm lame now. It's fine. And so I bought a poker set because I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to host poker nights. I'm going to be that person. It's going to be fun. And so I hosted this poker night. I invited a few people. Extra people ended up showing up who were like not originally invited, which is totally fine. Like everyone is great. It was just like in terms of numbers, right? Like it was that you can only have so many people around my tiny coffee table. It was that kind of vibe. And then the night just <laughs> evolved into everyone just hanging out and talking as opposed to actually playing poker. <laughs> and I remember, like, I like, sent Sudithi this longest voice memo about <laughs> her, like, I just wanted to play. Like, all I wanted to do was play, and it didn't happen. And Sudithi gave me, like, the most helpful advice, <laughs> which I should have realized myself, but I needed to hear it, and it was so helpful. And honestly, like, this one piece of advice has, like, changed my whole mindset of, like, my friendships here. Oh, my gosh. I'm honored. So look at you, influencing. Wow. Look at you. Therapizing and influencing. <laughs> but basically, what you told me, what Sadiqa told me, was that, like, you need to, like, go with a sense of control sometimes. Like, you need to recognize that 
not everyone is going to want the same things as you or do the same, like want to be doing the same activities or think the same way. And that's okay. And so sometimes with those types of people, you need to let go of the control, put the ball on their court and like, just let go, take a step back. And so now what I've really been working on is, you know, getting rid of that need to just like, for things to go a certain way or recognizing that not everybody's going to want to do those things. And with certain friends who I want to spend time with who don't want to do the same things as me, letting them plan things or Mm -hmm. choosing to do something that's kind of a compromise of our interests, you know? So, Mm -hmm. for example, I have a lot of friends who just really enjoy going out to bars and things like that. I do not. I like a chill night in. So the compromise that I found with those friends is like, let's go out to a nice dinner. I love food and we've been over this. So I've been doing that recently and that has been a big game changer in terms of like being able to maintain friendships without feeling like, I need to be in charge or like things need to go a certain way. So I've been a lot more relaxed because I've let go nice. of a need for control and a need for structure because life is not always going to be structured because you can't always control people and things, which yes. is obvious. Like everyone knows that, but it's harder to practice it. Definitely. Sometimes. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. practice with friends too. And I think I was saying that to you with the mindset that like I, like uh, I guess like I was talking about, you know, how my friendships have changed since I since I graduated. Like I have a group of, I mean, I guess it's like technically seven, but it like has grown to be like a bigger group of like ten plus people that um, we got really close throughout senior year, and we spent a lot of time together over this last year. And when we meet up and we like travel to see each other that we're we are a lot of people like we making plans with that many people is difficult that just sounds stressful to me it and I'm not even a part of this group (laughs) that sounds stressful just hearing about it it could be but I mean everyone generally is pretty laid back and like kind of I mean generally always down for the same thing but also a part of it is like in certain situations just like sussing it out and being like it's fine like it it'll work out I don't have to yes I don't have to like be in control of it and also like I have to remind myself that like it is in fact like it was my choice to want to spend time with this many people like it was my choice to want to spend time with 10 people and I cannot control the brains of 10 people and so mm-hmm. like this is this these were the amount of people I wanted to spend time with and this was the group of people I wanted to spend time with so I have to accept the thing the other things that come with that which is that like you cannot control a situation of that many adults yes and I think I'm realizing this in a lot of aspects of my life which you're aware of where it's just like and I think this is something that a lot of people can relate to especially if you are the only daughter in a family or the oldest in a family (laughs) which like I am the I am not the oldest but in a lot of ways I feel like the oldest child because of just my family dynamic Right. And so I think the other biggest thing I've let go of is like this need to always be involved in family decisions Uh because like I feel like I've been expected to since a certain age just to like help make certain decisions and like be super involved in my brother's life and his career choices. (laughs) And I think, you know, this recently I've decided that absolutely not like Mm -mm. I this is not my problem. This is not my life to be controlling And if someone's not going to listen to me, obviously I still care about my brother and I want the best for him. But at the end of the day, if it's more stress than it's, if I'm getting more stress from this than good, I'm done. And so like, that's the biggest thing. It's like also letting go of control in like a family dynamic. Yeah. Which is where it all comes from. Like that's where it all stems from, in my opinion, from my, you know, Mm -hmm. self-therapizing. But it's just recognizing those triggers and recognizing like, is my, like, 
is hold on is me needing to control this actually helping or is it just making me stress for no reason mm. yeah yeah that's big oldest, just you know just oldest daughter things <laughs> encanto vibes basically <laughs> um i identify with the control thing a lot like i said in terms of friendships um also yeah to a certain extent with my family although i think it's it's been a little bit different because my brother is in college right now and I think maybe in the beginning it was like a a, in the beginning I think it was like a oh my gosh like we should like give him all the advice in the world and like make sure that he is like I don't know like doing okay but I think at least in my family dynamic we have all we all give each other a good amount of like space to be independent adults and I think that has been that that has been good (laughs) Um, because there's been a lot of change for all of us individually over the last year. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Um, my things to let go of are a bit more. Like I said, I struggled with this question, Um, Mm -hmm. but I they're a little bit more related to like my my like habits and like my healthy habits and stuff like that. the first thing was, I guess, okay, how do I, how do I explain this? I felt like building healthy habits and just like getting my physical and mental health in control, I guess you can say, or like something that I felt like I could manage was a really long process mm-hmm. that I felt like about halfway through college like around junior year that I I felt like I really got it I was like okay cool like I can do this I can take care of myself and then COVID happened and I was like okay cool now I have even more time to do these things like cool great and then like we're then the world was like okay like back to real life like you can do all these other things now and then I was like ah and I (laughs) like it just like some somewhere along the line it just all kind of it didn't all fall apart that's a that's like me dramatizing it completely and that's like how I've that's I've definitely like convinced myself that I like totally lost all of those healthy habits and things that I spent a long time working towards but that's definitely not the case it just like kind of took a different form and I took a step back with a lot of different things um for a variety of reasons and I think a part of the issue was that I put this immense pressure to like be so like I guess it's like similar to your all or nothing mindset idea that I put this pressure That's what I was just thinking yeah yeah like pressure to like do the same thing consistently and like maintain it forever and like mm-hmm. if I'm going to build an exercise habit I must keep the exercise habit till the end of time and when that didn't happen like this is like now starting to make more sense when that didn't happen particularly I felt like the big change for me happened when like August of 2020 when I had to go back from being at home to going back to doing school in Philly um Mm -hmm. I just like was totally in a twist about it and I was like oh my god like I don't ah, like how could, how could that have happened and blah, 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 blah. And I, a part of that was because I was putting so much pressure on making these things so permanent. And Mm -hmm. I think that I have learned over the last couple of years beyond just like the, the last year and a half to recognize that like I can, there are things that really work for me now because I'm like in my early twenties and this is my lifestyle. And 
I can form healthy habits, but they don't have to last till the end of time. Like things will change. And in my mind, that's like slightly different to the, maybe it is just like an all or nothing mindset kind of a thing. It's just more so accepting that like, I cannot predict the future. I cannot control future me. Yeah. If that makes sense. In the world of like, I think health and taking care of myself. Yeah. Because this also is reminding me of a conversation I was having with another friend where like, I feel like maybe this is common across lots of college students or just across like certain types of people where there's this negative stigma around quitting. Where it's like, you must Uh follow through, you must finish or like there's something wrong there, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I think that's really concerning and toxic and for a lot of the reasons that you were just explaining where it's like sometimes things just aren't right for you anymore Mm -hmm. or they're not working anymore and then I feel like if anything quitting that actually shows a lot of strength in deciding like I've already put this much into it like following like the sunk cost fallacy and all of that and deciding for yourself like I'm recognizing this is no longer working and I'm going to make the active effort to fix this by quitting yeah so I think quitting actually shows a lot of power and strength in a lot of ways yeah I I agree with that. I think that one way, one thing in which that like really was jumping out at me over the last couple of months that I had a hard time like reckoning with was just like, I remember, I remember talking about this in the podcast so much, how much running I was doing, um, summer of 2020 because I had time and the weather was nice and I was not on a schedule. But then I realized like I had, I couldn't make time for it. Like October to like well, it's March now, but like February of this year, like I work eight to four. That means that like where we live, like it's light, literally only eight to four. And then sometimes the weather is crappy and running on the treadmill is oh, yeah. frankly miserable sometimes. And I just couldn't do it. And I, for the longest time I was like, no, 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 no. Like I can do it. I can do it. And then I just learned to be like, no, like I, I don't, I don't have to do this just because I was like a gung ho runner for like a year and a half doesn't mean that a I need to be a year-round runner I don't need to be that kind of a person like just because the the person next to me enjoys running in that way I don't have to be that guy (laughs) I can do it at my own pace I can for now like at, at this stage of my life if that's something that I can only do in the warmer weather months cool if I just don't want to do yeah. it at a certain point cool like letting go control of these habits oh, in yeah. that way has and I think with things like this specifically it's yeah like I was gonna say like I feel like with things like this specifically like the running it's also really helpful and important to remember like why did I even start this in the first place Mm -hmm. and like from what I remember you were running just as a way of like staying active and so maybe there are better ways for you to stay active and so you're not really quitting fully you're just changing the way that you decided to get to this ultimate goal yeah it's like that overarching reason is really important yeah and I'm really happy that you realize that for yourself because that sounds miserable like forcing yourself to do this even in like the winter or the rain or like on the treadmill it just yeah I just am not I'm just not like that like I I I'm not like it running was like a recreational thing it wasn't like I'm like a serious athlete where like I must run like 10 marathons a year and I must be running all days like during all the seasons like that just wasn't enjoyable so I've like what I found really works better for me is the workout classes I'm like I think this is something that will work for me at least for the next couple of years while I'm like really busy um because a class is something that you pay for and have to show up for and it's just Mm -hmm. as good of a workout anyway um another quick 
like the quick second thing in the world of like balance with healthy habits is just like um like eating healthy and just because I mean for like six months again we were home and I was cooking all of my food and then all of a sudden we were back in person and then I was just I mean and I still love going to restaurants and I was trying I was eating all the things and really enjoying it and I love it and I never ever want to have a relationship with food where I where where I like lose the joy and the fun of it because that's like the most important thing food brings me so much joy and Mm -hmm. but also like all the food you eat out at a restaurant is not like kale salads or something like that and so I think it was just it's nothing that groundbreaking. It was just like accepting that like in real life <laughs> there is balance between there's balance to be achieved between like eating things that make you feel good when you prepare them for yourself and like eating things that bring you a lot of joy and also theoretically make you feel good when you go out on the weekend and like mm-hmm. knowing that and accepting that and being okay with it. Um, and the last thing, which is totally not, as profound at all but has been like a slight bit of a change is um my closet um (laughs) I put that on there and then I was like I need to explain this somehow um basically because the people don't know what I dressed like maybe like a year or two ago I just I don't know why I was just like scared of wearing things that were like I don't know how to describe this I was wearing a lot of. I feel like you definitely dressed on the more modest side of the wardrobe spectrum. Yeah, and I don't know in in some ways. Like I, I don't know why. I think I, I have no idea what it was, but I just like was. I think it was maybe like a, maybe it was like a body image thing. I was just like, oh my gosh, like I, I was wearing just like a lot of like sweaters and maybe things. Neuro mom energy is what we used to say, right? Yeah. It just wasn't like super flattering. And I mean, it was comfortable, but I think I just like never pushed myself in that way. That's what it was. It's not that I was like, oh, I will never wear a crop top. It's just that it was like a, it felt like a, like it felt like a, an act of pushing myself to like wear something that was a little bit more like out there like that or like trying different colors and things like that. And then eventually this, it was last summer, I guess, like June, July of 2020, I just cracked and I was like, this has got to stop. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I was just like, no more. Um, and I had already purged a part of my closet when I moved into my current place from my place in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, and I mean, I just had like wonderful friends who were always willing to help me with like, I just would show them all these different clothes that I was buying and trying on. And I think my wardrobe has definitely leveled up at least a little bit. And I, care to put time into like thinking about like what clothes and cuts are flattering and also just being a little bit less like scared to try new things so I recently bought the outdoor voices exercise dress um which I had been eyeing up for a long time and again like probably like for a couple of years it's been out for a few years but I was always just so angsty about like how would it look how would it fit I have I think since childhood felt a lot of pressure with fashion that like I am not a size two very tall stick thin model I like I just I'm not and um I think it always 
particularly like in college, in earlier parts of college, made fashion, a lot of different things feel really inaccessible. Um, but this was one of those things where I was just like in the store this weekend when I was on this trip and I was like, what the heck? I'll just try it. And I picked out this like bright royal blue color, which like I probably would have picked like a more neutral color a couple of years ago or like the black or something. And then I was like, what the heck? And I tried it on and I loved it. And it was, it's definitely not cheap. It's pricey. But, um, my, I was there with <laughs> a friend who was like, yeah, she, she was like, I wear mine all the time. Like, it's such a good investment. You should get it. And I was like, I'm sold. So, um, have been enjoying that. And in general, I think have been thinking a lot more about like what looks flattering on me. Um, yeah beyond fashion I also chopped my hair off recently and that sounds dramatic but like I it was like long it was like kind of like boob length ish and I mean it kind of like fluctuated in the like very medium length hair but it just wasn't anything it wasn't like short it wasn't long and then a couple of friends of mine got it cut to got their own hair cut to like clavicle length and then I was like this is my sign and I just did it <laughs> at like 8 30 a.m on a Saturday and then I got all these like random compliments from these strangers like I walked into a spin class the next day and like was wearing a mask and like had my coat on and like you, you couldn't really tell what I looked like and but the lady was like oh my gosh like your hair length looks so good and I was like that's so cute I was like oh my gosh and she was like yeah it just like is so flattering and I was like I it's funny you should say that I got it cut two days ago so I've been really rocking with the shorter hair that's adorable um so that's been a fun change I think and I'm excited to continue I also just love like yeah I love that you specified like you got this royal blue color in the dress that you wouldn't have got a few years ago Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's like a really small detail but like that says a lot like I just think that matters a lot I think so and too. I'm very proud of you for branching out and Thank letting go you. of that need to like restrict your fashion choices and like learning more about what flatters because that's also something I've struggled with is like I even now like I really don't know what looks good on me and what doesn't mm. and I recognize that if I had I, I, I do want to work more on this mindset and get to what kind of a place that you're at like that's something I want to work on yeah so it makes me happy for you and I feel like that's something that I can try thank you based on what you've just been talking about thank you I think that look at you social media is definitely good and bad with this because mm-hmm. I think like I mean TikTok is kind of like a new thing that has really changed like more so than Instagram I feel like TikTok has exposed me to fashion in a lot of different ways and in one way I love that there is women of all different like sizes and body types and shapes that are um really rocking all sorts of different you know Mm -hmm. items of clothing and that I think has really allowed me to branch out and think about like what could look good because I think that was like a way in which I was limited I was like I didn't even realize that this could look good on me and so it's oh yeah like yeah and it's very empowering to see that reflected in social media and with that you think about like brands that you could branch out to on the other Mm -hmm. hand there's definitely that there's definitely a limit to that and there's a degree of like oh my gosh like I could never wear that like that would never look good on me um Mm -hmm. I find that with I have found that in the process of like branching out and trying new things and I'm by no means like some like fashionista I definitely still I don't know I I'm not like a fashion expert but I think I have come to accept that there is a degree of discomfort that comes with being a non 
model size shaped human yes. and trying clothes on. Like I, I think I, that that discomfort used to scare me. Like I used to be really mm-hmm. scared of the idea of like walking into a, a fitting room or like ordering a piece of clothing and like the idea that it like wouldn't fit would really stress me out because I would, it would become mm-hmm. such like a, oh my gosh, we're like, you're not the right size. And I would like turn it in on myself, which makes no sense. It's an art. It's an item yeah. of clothing. It can it either like can be made to fit you or it doesn't, but I've stopped doing that. And I think that with that, you just like try things mm-hmm. and put a little bit less pressure on yourself. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I have struggled with and continue to struggle with is just this internalized insecurity where I think to myself, like all of these specific items of clothing and these styles will not look good on me unless I am stick thin. Right. Yeah. And that's just not the case. And I think you're right. Like TikTok can be helpful because like, you know, those types of videos where like they show like size two versus size six wearing the same outfit Mm -hmm. or like this is like I'm this size and this is how I would style this model's outfit. Mm -hmm. And those always make me feel a little bit better because it's just noticing like there if there's like an aesthetic that you really like, like you can make it work for you. It might just need some adjustments based on your size and like your body shape. It makes me feel better, but I think, like, it's just so deep-rooted in my brain from, like, a whole childhood of being insecure mm. about my body. No, I understand. And so I'm slowly working on it, and I can tell that you're obviously also slowly working on it and getting there. Yeah. And I'm proud of you. Yeah. And I hope that I can make that same kind of progress soon enough. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's a process. I definitely do not always gravitate towards the bold, fun things, and sometimes I, it's, like, a total swing and a miss, but... Um, I recently saw this girl on TikTok whose who's fashion videos I really like. I mean, she's a good bit older than us. She's like in her, I think she's like 29 or something. But she, um, I remember someone on a video on a video of hers commented that like, oh my gosh, like your clothes fit so well. Like everything looks so flattering and it fits so well. And she's like, yeah, I've just learned to stop really associating the size, like the number on the tag with anything because yes. it's, not only does it vary between brands, but it varies within brands. Like I can wear one oh size of Zara shorts and like Zara jeans will fit me in a completely different size. And then my Everlane jeans will be a different size. And it just, it is, that is like no way to define your self-worth because it's not standardized at all. Oh my God. This is another thing I'm working on. We're like, so there was one thing that happened that like really helped me with that it's a very small example but I went to H&M over the summer right I was looking for a pair of like denim shorts I found this pair of shorts where I'm telling you there were like three or four tags on it right because like you know the different types of tags Mm -hmm. on clothing at H&M every single tag listed a different size (laughs) so I simply cannot tell you what size this clothing was and that just made me feel a lot better because I don't I know it sounds crazy but like in my mind I was like this is a sign this is my sign But then at the same time, like, I think I make progress. But then, like, I just ordered – there was this, like, pajama set that was very famous on TikTok for a while. It was, like, this, like, really cozy pajama set. Uh-huh. And it was made for, like, skinny people, yeah. right? And so normally I would say, like, I'm usually, like, small to medium. Sure. And I vary between, like, smalls and mediums. And I had to order, like, a large for this. And in my head I was like, oh, God, like, why am I a large for this? Like, blah, blah, blah. First of all, nothing wrong with that. And it was just like, for me, like having to size up still made me feel bad. But as soon as I tried it on, I was like, you know what? All that matters right now is this this is comfortable. I'm glad that I ordered this specific size. And it's just like, I don't mean to talk about specific size or anything like that. But it's just, you know, what's more normalized to you in terms of what you're used to buying. 
So I'm working on it. Yeah. It's all a progress. It's all a work in progress. I understand. I wear an extra small in my Uniqlo jackets and I bought Outdoor Voices leggings yesterday that only fit me in a large. How does make that make sense? Make that make sense that I'm... Sizes or sizes don't make sense. It makes no sense. And they also mean nothing. That's the most important part is that they literally mean nothing because the most important thing is if you feel good. Yeah. If you feel good and it's comfortable and that's what matters. So... And that's what we're working on. Yeah. I definitely am very excited to do more shopping at Outdoor Voices when I I was scrolling mm-hmm. on their website this morning. I recommend. I think they... I might check it out. You should check it out. They have... Their sales section is decent. The thing is, I I had bought some stuff from them and then I had like a... Like I just missed in everything that I ordered on their Black Friday sale. Um, That's always the worst. Which is frustrating because I had gotten some like good things on sale over the summer. Like I got a pair of running shorts and a tank top that I do like. Um, But then I just did not succeed. And so then I was like kind of put off slightly. But yeah, the distress is great. It's like, I'll I'll send you a picture of it later. Um, It's (laughs) like you could wear it. All throughout the spring, summer, and fall, I think like you could throw like a little like cropped hoodie or like a hoodie over it or like a crew neck, um, and just wear it with like sneakers, and it's perfect for like the weekend for running errands, for going out on a walk. Um, yeah, because I can't picture it because the idea of like an athletic brand making a dress is very confusing to me. So I'm definitely looking this up as soon as we're done recording. But I'm intrigued. It's like a. It's like a, it has become a particular aesthetic to wear that with like a pair of Hoka sneakers, um, which is just like a recently trendy thing. Um, Yeah, like going to the farmer's market with your little, with your little tote bag and your dress and your Hoka's. It's very Emily Mariko. I sub, yeah, I subscribe to that. Um, I'm excited about it. So this will only, only make my shopping problem worse. Not that I really have a shopping problem. I I do like shopping more. I want to shop on Skims. This is my final parting thought. I've seen a lot of girls wearing Skims stuff. Do you know what Skims is? Is that the Kim Kardashian brand? Yeah. I was recently told that... I've heard good things. I've, I, ha- I too have heard good things. Um, and I've seen people wearing very cool things. Also, like a friend from college is now like a male Skims model. Um, I know. And That's so cool. Yeah, I saw it on his Instagram. He looks great. Um, they have stuff in all sorts of nice colors. They have, like, obviously, like, underwear and bras and stuff like that, but more, like, lounge-weary things and, like, hmm. um, bodysuits and crop tops and things like that that I want to check out. So, anyway, tan- clothing tangent over. Do you have any final have parting thoughts to do. for the people? No. I feel like the biggest things I'm recognizing that we've both, like, discovered slash have been working on is just, like, being a little bit easier on ourselves yeah. and recognizing that not I think also like this comes with like the clothing the food the workout habits like just because something works for one person does not mean that it's going to work for you Mm -hmm. like nothing in this world is one size fits all agreed right I feel like that's like a big theme of a lot of things that we've been talking about just like finding what works for you and like it's okay to try a bunch of different things and like test things out Mm -hmm. in the same way that when you go to a store you try on like however many sizes because not everything is going to fit right same thing with like life and goals and healthiness and all of these things Mm -hmm. yeah a part of growing up is finding the balance which has been really nice and i'm looking forward to continuing it also i felt like we should tell the people (laughs) that we whoever the people are that we will probably be doing this on like a 
every couple of weeks, maybe like once a month because we are busy and our schedules overlap even less than they used to. Um, and trying to make this more sustainable indeed and finding balance indeed. So we will try, we will do this approximately once a month and you can expect like longer episodes from us. Um, we used to do the Q and a thing like pretty religiously in every episode, but like, we may do that, but we may not. We may just chat. If the people want to send us questions, maybe we'll answer them. Yeah. We talked, we'll see. We talked about so many things today. Maybe something inspired a question. Yeah. We're just going with the vibes. Totally. Let us know what you think. Totally. Do you... Here's a fun thought. Um, This could go poorly and we may end up editing this out. I'm like, do you want to give the people a recommendation? Like one define recommendation like it could be anything you could tell the people that like like, they should try a particular brand of like toothpaste or you could like i want to tell the people that they should visit austin texas um but like you just like one like piece of wisdom or knowledge that you feel like you have that isn't being talked about enough that you want to share with the people maybe we can do that at the end of episodes i like it and i think we should do it so your recommendation is that people should go to Austin, Texas. Do you want to elaborate on that while I consider what my recommendation should be? Sure. Um, Austin, Texas is a unicorn of a place. And um, I think it was absolutely delightful. I ate some of the best food, probably the best Mexican food I've ever eaten. I ate impeccable breakfast tacos. Um, I went to one of my favorite bar evening experiences of all time, which is, I think, a pretty popular place for out-of-town tourists called Pete's Dueling Piano Bar in Austin. I had the best time. It was the most amazing live music. Um, It is, if you have even the slightest bit of interest in nightlife, there is so much nightlife in Austin and much more than there is, maybe not more than there is in New York, but like it just, it, I was just so surprised at how much of it there was. There was great. There was like an amazing like an amazing amount of stuff to do in the outdoors like people bike and scooter and everyone has dog suit that you would love it everyone has a dog there um you know me so well lots of like breweries too it's like a big like because it's i mean it just you wouldn't expect it but the scene particularly during the day is to like go to a brewery and then in the brewery or next to the brewery there's food trucks and like all sorts of little food trucks and they're kind of just posted up there and then there's like benches and you can like sample things from the food trucks and like all sorts of cool cuisines um yeah I did not spend a ton of time there but I will be going back I absolutely absolutely loved it that's what I want to tell the people I love that I feel like I don't have good recommendations or a lot to share, but I'm going to give like very brief ones instead. Cool. So I'm trying to think of two things. So I'm a big TV person. I watch a lot of TV. Like that's just, I'm not a big music person. I'm always watching TV instead. And the show that I've been watching for the past however many weeks is um, Shameless, which oh. I did not think that I would like, but I'm like 10 seasons in and I love it. Like I'm so invested in the characters. Um, I would consider it to be a drama. Okay show it's dramatic but it's also very funny there is if you live at home with your parents i would not suggest watching it in a common space (laughs) there is in fact a lot of nudity and inappropriate scenes Uh but i'm a fan and then i'm currently trying to google the name of the new makeup product that i've been using 
um maybe you remember it i've told you about this from live tinted oh the 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 thing for the hyperpigmentation this day yes super hue my other recommendation is outside of tv shows is this new product that i've been using so there's this company called live tinted started by this woman named deepika mutiala she is indian um, first generation american all of that and she started her own makeup company specifically to create products for people of all different types of tinted skins um and i really enjoy following her on instagram just because like I, just, I think she's a cool person but more recently she came out with this product that's more so for skincare than makeup called the super hue stick it's supposed to help with hyper pigmentation and i've been using it for maybe two three weeks now and i actually do think it's made a difference nice and I've tried a lot of different skincare products, mainly from The Ordinary, because I'm cheap when it comes to skincare, <laughs> because like, I don't want to invest a lot of money in something I don't know if it's going to work or not. Yeah. Um, and this is the first product that I've like noticed a visible difference in a shorter amount of time. Nice. I would perhaps check it and out. And the other random thing, also related to Deepika and Live Tinted, is that she, I think, did a co- collaboration with the company that makes Barbies. Mm-hmm. And there's this new Indian or like South Asian Barbie yeah. that is coming out yeah. that's wearing a power suit. As opposed to, like, a traditional sari. Yes. And I just think that's the coolest thing ever. And it made me really happy to see. I feel like it's a bit cliche, but it is really nice to see, like, an Indian Barbie in a power suit. Yeah. Very, very girl boss. So, yes. So my recommendation is look into Lip Tinted and Deepika because I think she's a cool person. That is a good recommendation. I think that is a very relevant recommendation to the audience, however small they yes. may be, of this podcast. And then... <laughs> it maybe maybe we'll grow who knows maybe people will love our recommendations and they'll want to keep coming back for more but i think the other thing that we used to do correct me if i'm wrong is didn't we used to talk about something that we were looking forward to as the ending sure um yes i am looking forward to um i am looking forward to my one of my best friends from high school coming to visit in a couple of weeks from london i have not seen her in like oh my gosh it'll be like almost three years since i've seen her um because of covid and she also like hasn't been able to visit me in philly though i have had a chance to see her in london so thrilled about her coming to stay very excited to hang with her that's so exciting yeah i guess Yes, very similar note. I think in the mar- in the month of March, my cousin Leka is coming to visit. Oh my gosh, Although I didn't know that. She hasn't booked her tickets yet. Yes, but she hasn't booked her tickets. So I'm like, are you coming, Leka? If you're listening to this, this is your reminder to book your tickets. <sighs> By the way, this is very this is very targeted. <laughs> and then one of my best friends from college is also visiting at the end of March slash beginning of April. So very excited because no one's no one besides like immediate family have really come to visit yeah. me in Denver. So I'm excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. That'll be so fun. All the plans in the month of March. Very exciting. Yes. I think with that, shall we sign off? I think we should sign off. This has been fun. This was fun. Thanks for listening. Yes. Thank you very much indeed. Welcome back. Yes. Welcome back and see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Silent Lotus. Stay in touch with us on Instagram or Twitter at Silent Lotus Pod. And submit your questions on our website at silentlotuspod.com. Your question might be featured in a future episode. Thanks, and see you next week.